daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to this week's episode of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. And as you know, we are all about funding women. And that's exactly what my guest is about today. She is a general partner at Springdale Ventures. Please welcome to the show, Genevieve Gilbreth. Hi, Genevieve. Hey there. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes. Coming to us from Texas today. I'm, our firm is based out of Texas, but I am actually in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, wow. Okay. Who knew? Then this is the beauty of Zoom, right? <laughs> so um, I'm so happy to have you on because uh, there's more and more women that are starting funds. And uh, I love that you are predominantly female founded fund. I know you do have a male partner, but you also have two women founders, which is very cool. And I want to talk about you know what you all invest in, but First, I want to talk about how did you make that transition? You know, what was your journey? And I know you have an incredible one because you traveled the world up until you were 30. And then you and I talked about just 10 years ago, you really didn't know what venture capital was. And so many of our listeners, I'm sure, fall into that bucket. And so I want to talk about what was your transition to getting into the venture capital world? It's always so interesting since there's so few women in it. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to share. Um, so my background, I've been in consumer products for, gosh, probably the last 20 years, mostly as an entrepreneur and operator. I had two different supplement companies. One was a B2B contract manufacturer. We made products based out of Hawaii and exported over to Europe. And then another company was, um, I started right when I moved back from India, actually. It was a product uh, that's produced in Sri Lanka, instantly dissolving Ayurvedic beverage and brought it to market in the U.S. and did a transaction with that. And um, so really kind of how I, how I got into venture was having been an entrepreneur and an operator and really seeing how hard it is to raise capital for anybody, but particularly for women. I, um, after I did this transaction with my second company, I went on to run a consumer products accelerator called SKU, which is now the leading consumer products accelerator in the country. It's based out of Austin, Texas. Wow. wow. Um, yeah. And so that's when I really started doing a little bit of angel investing. And from there, started investing in companies that were similar to mine in terms of like early stage consumer brands kind of starting to grow really quickly. But and what, let me stop you for one yeah. second. So you're on the board of SKU. Yes. Yes. SKU. Mm -hmm. If someone's listening and they have a product, what kind of product would they have to be able to go through that accelerator? Because I know that accelerators are invaluable. Yeah, no, thanks for asking. So any consumer product. So we're like talking about food, beverage, durable goods. So something that you might find in a grocery store or a Target, Walmart, Costco, any product of that sort. And generally it has to be a product that has, it's beyond idea stage. It's already selling at a farmer's market or local grocery stores or local hardware stores. So it has some traction, um, but still in the very early days. So this would be like food, spirits, furniture. Uh, mm -hmm. Would it include clothing? 
It could. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. I think I have some people to send that way. Super. Yeah. Yeah. The website skew.is. So it's an easy one to remember. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you for that resource. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so now back to your story. So entrepreneur involved with skew. And then what was the next step? Like, how did you fall into venture? Yeah. So, you know, through the course of running skew kept seeing that there was a lack of early stage strategic capital for these brands. And um, Dan Graham, who's was my co-founder in the fund, was also on the board of SKU at the time that I was running it. And, you know, he and I both, both kept seeing this gap. And not only were we frustrated that there wasn't a capital for these founders that were growing quickly, we also saw a real opportunity um, for us to, to start a fund and, you know, have a a space within the market, which was really a big gap and also could be super lucrative. So two classic, we both of us classic entrepreneurs decided that, hey, well, let's let's start a venture fund. So we set out to raise a $20 million fund and ended up raising- Wait a minute, wait a minute. Was it harder than you thought or easier? Oh, you know, (laughs) usually raising money is way harder than you think, but we actually, it went really, really well. So we were, we were thrilled about that. And, you know, to be honest though, I mean, he did the majority of the fundraising and I was kind of, we, we, you know, divided and conquered. So I did the majority of setting everything up operating while he was doing the majority of the fundraising. So it was a lot easier for him to fundraise than it was for me. Which is and, not and you talk about, you've mentioned Dan to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had an exit, started a family office and and then you guys started this fund together. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. And for those that don't know, an exit, you know, means that they've had a successful business. They've sold it. It's an exit. And then take that money to reinvest it in certain ways in other people. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So we, we raised $27 million fund. I've been investing out of that for the last I guess it's three years or so. And last July, we brought on a third partner, uh, Marissa Epstein, who has now joined us as general partner in the fund. That's great. What I love with that you're doing with the fund is that you're focused uh, a lot on women, on BIPOC, on LGBTQ. I think you mentioned that 65% of your investments go into those arenas, mm-hmm. which is really refreshing. Um can you talk about some of the companies that you all have invested in? Absolutely. We, um, so out of the, fund, the first fund, we invested in 29 companies and we're currently investing out of the second fund. We've made five investments and all four of those um, have founders who are either um, gender diverse or ethnically diverse. But the, the fifth one that is two white guys, they're both veterans. So we give them, we get a, we give them a pass. You know? <laughs> yeah, but, no, yeah. great to get behind veterans. They're underserved too yeah, so, uh, in the funding world. So that, that counts. Yeah, and yeah. Um, what kind of businesses are these that you are investing in, in this round? So in this fund, we're still looking across the spectrum of consumer. We have one spirits brand. So it's a brand called Big Nose Kate. It's a very early stages but it's, it's wonderful because it's a um, whiskey that ha- is the first whiskey that has a female protagonist on the front. Oh, so you love got, it. Yeah. The Jim Beam, the Jack Daniels, um, you know, Evan Williams, but there's never been a strong female character on the front. And so this one, Big Nose Kate was actually Doc Holliday's consort. And so she was, you know, an outlaw and a trailblazer in her own right. So I'm really excited about that. And, had, and it's a uh, 
both blended um, by a female distill, a female blender, whiskey maker, and um, produced at another uh, female-owned um, production facility. So really, really excited about about that brand and the potential behind it and the people people building the brand. And you know, another thing I love about the niche you all picked this consumer products is I feel like almost a lot, the majority of the funds I talk to are looking to fintech, health tech, mm -hmm. something tech. Um, and so it's it's refreshing to hear that you all are getting behind the consumer goods. You know, I have so many people I talk to that really do have great products out there and they are having a heck of a time getting funding. So, you know, it's it's nice to know that you're going after this particular vertical. Absolutely. It's, you know, I think it's, when you look at the number of venture dollars that go from tech to go in versus consumer, and then the number of dollars that are spent on tech versus consumer by consumers, it's you know largely underfunded in the space that we're investing. Um, and you know, there's just a uh, there's two two things that I really like about it. One with consumers, it's a, oftentimes a lower barrier to entry to become an entrepreneur and consumer, so it really broadens the playing field for who can enter the space. Um, and then also there's the opportunity for um, consumer brands. They don't all have to be venture backed brands. We see a lot of brands where we're just like, why are you coming to us for money? This should be more of a lifestyle brand. You should you know, have angel investors who are in you with long haul. You don't need to become a $1 billion company to be successful at this. So right. I, that's, I think, something that's important for founders to remember sometimes as, as well is like, you don't always have to go after venture to be really successful and have um, supportive investors. Right. And, you know, and I want to point out that there are angel groups that uh, really are focused on women and people need to be aware of that. You know, one thing I talk about on the show every week, and I'm sure you'll agree, is that we just plain need more women investors uh, because that's what's going to change the playing field. People tend to invest in people they identify with. And so it's great to see more female founded funds. But like you say, it could be an angel group. It could be an angel investor individually or a group. Um, and then it could be venture capital, like you said, um, you know, but there's different opportunities. You know, we have, of course, on our website called uh, Six Ways to Fund Your Business because there's no one way to do it, right? There's co a collective way. And uh, I do think it's so important that female founders educate themselves on what are the various opportunities and which ones are best for them. So thanks for bringing that up. Absolutely. Yeah. So you uh, had mentioned that this uh, second fund is like you're targeting 60 million, is it? That's correct. Right. Right. And then you hope to have a third one in the future that would target 100 million. Keep getting more and more bold. Yeah. You know, but I don't think that we're the plan would for this particular fund, I guess our firm rather not versus fund is really never to go too much further than 100 or 120. Like we don't want to keep going into a 200, 300, you know, million dollar funds just because we like the space where we invest. We like meaning we like to invest in kind of the seed to series A stages of business because we feel like that's a strong value inflection point. And, and, and wait, seed to series A would be what ballpark, just so our listeners understand it. Yeah, absolutely. Within consumer, it generally would mean that for your seed round, it's the first round of funding, usually institutional, small institutional or larger angel round that you bring in. And you're generally raising anywhere from a million to maybe $3 million 
So you have, you have traction, you have a product, you have traction, you're just really starting to get to those first stages of scale. Um, and then a series A, generally what we see in consumers that people are raising anywhere from, I'd say six to $10 million. And um, you and I talked about that in order for someone to reach out to you, they need to be doing at least a million a year, is it? Generally, yeah. yeah so they okay. should have usually about a million dollars in the last 12 months. Right. Now, one very exciting one that I know you invested in, I just had her on my show and she's so extraordinary. First Indigenous woman to raise uh, Series A, $20 mm-hmm. million. Uh, Betsy Four, who you introduced me to, uh, I see you're on her board of Tiny Organics. So I know that's one of the ones that you all have invested in. How's that been working out for you? It's great. No, I love uh, Betsy and Sophia and Carol and all three of them are just amazing founders and really, you know, leading the charge to to change a, pa- a generation of palettes with uh, with young children. So it's it's a remarkable business. They're super talented, really happy with what's happening there. Yes. Awesome. And now you sit on several boards. So it sounds like when you invest in people, it sounds like you all get very involved in helping them, which is one of the pluses of getting venture capital, right? Is to have your connections, your expertise, your mentorship. Uh, I take it you all are very hands-on. You know, it's a, it's a mix. We're not the kind of fund that really wants to get in and operate businesses, you know, some funds will invest in maybe five companies and they just, you know, they're talking to them every single day. We, you know, we like to have, we like to invest in founders who we really have strong confidence in and support them by removing obstacles. So we like to get in there and help to clear the pathway for them to do what they do best. And sometimes that's through, you know, strategic advice, making connections, helping them to understand, you know, the retail distribution landscape, the possibilities for innovation. So we, we, we absolutely are as, as involved as we need to be, but try not to be overly involved or overbearing to these founders. Just be supportive and helpful. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not like the best case scenario. Um, I wish I had a consumer brand to pitch you. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I have a lot of people by circle, though, that are going to be interested in what you're doing. Um, there's so many great products out there that definitely need that funding. Really um, so I also understand that you're the president of Naturally Austin. Can you tell us a little bit about this, that I know they support CPG Enterprises? I, w- I was, I have stepped away from the board, but I helped uh, in the first couple of years. I was the, I guess, the board president. Um, and yeah, it's a nonprofit that we, we group of, you know, collectively a group of consumer entrepreneurs and professionals started a couple of years ago in Austin to help, to help raise up younger brands and connect younger and older brands for mentorship and really just to help bolster the, the whole consumer products ecosystem. And it's now part of a larger landscape of naturally networks throughout the country. So we have naturally Boulder, naturally Bay Area, naturally oh. San, San Francisco, San Diego, Chicago, and now New York. So oh, it's, that's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's been growing. And so that way the entrepreneurs have a whole network around the country that they can, you know, network with and, and find resources and and learning. So it's, it's a really powerful group of uh, entrepreneurs. Is there one here in LA yet? There is. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. I got to spread the word. That sounds like an amazing resource. Their kickoff party is uh, this month, this April. Oh, wow. That's Mm -hmm. great. So 
will that be called naturally LA? It is. Beautiful. I'm going to send some people that way. You'll, you'll have to send me the details. I will. Absolutely. Um, so um, did your being in India or not did, but how did being in India impact what you're doing with your life now? Because I know you spent a lot of time there and anybody who's been there has always told me it had a profound impact on their life. Do you feel that way? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I lived there for about five years. Um, and it's, you know, studying you know, at the time I was running one of the supplement companies and also studying and teaching um, philosophy and Sanskrit, and then ended up building a program for Princeton University, their bridge year program in India. And, um, you know, it's just living anywhere outside of where you're from is really, you know, op- helps to open your mind and expand your consciousness. And, and, you know, especially living in India for five years, I just got a whole other set of skills and way of looking at the world and way of communicating with people that has certainly, it's come in really handy um, with the venture, not in the least because, you know, especially living in Northern India where I did, you can't really do anything without having to negotiate over <laughs> what you're going to pay for it, whether it's the cauliflower or the rickshaw ride or, you know, whatever. So it just became kind of a way of life. And if you didn't negotiate, then you just, especially when you're living there, like as a tourist, it's different, but if you're living there, it's like, they just didn't respect you. You know, the, 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 you know, vegetable vendor would be like, Oh, what's wrong with this person? They didn't, they didn't negotiate with me. So it, it was a really interesting experience. That sounds really interesting and sounds like it really helped your negotiating skills. If anybody wants any negotiating skills, go spend some time there, right? I can, t- I can help you get a cauliflower for a really good price. <laughs> <laughs> so what would your be- advice be to women that really don't know about venture capital or angel investing? Can you kind of just, you know, explain why they would want to be part of this incredible investment world? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, I think it's really fun. Yeah. So there's the fun factor. I mean, it's wonderful to be able to support um, entrepreneurs and businesses that you believe in, um, in in whatever way that you can. I mean, I think there's so many opportunities now to get involved in investing in in entrepreneurs who have a a mission-driven cause that you believe in, whether it's through an angel group or through one of these crowdfunding resources or becoming an LP in in a fund at some point. Um, but yeah, I would definitely yeah recommend looking looking around and connecting with local groups um, that that in, that invest in in emerging businesses. So, are your offices uh, located in Austin? Mm-hmm. We're in based Austin, in Austin, which is Austin. yeah supposed to be a very hip cultural area. Um, does someone have to live in Austin to be an investor in Springdale Ventures? No, it, we have investors from all over the country. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So people could check it out and understand that even if they don't know a lot about uh, investing, the beautiful part about being a limited partner in a venture capital firm like yours is you all are the experts. You do the vetting. You know what you're looking for. You know how to pick you know, the ones that you think are going to be the most extraordinary and successful. And so that's the beauty of becoming a limited partner if you are a accredited investor and don't know much about it, 
You don't have to know a lot about it. You just have to know really that that fund aligns with your values. Mm -hmm. Like perhaps there's somebody that wants to invest in LGBTQ, uh, BIPOC or women in general. Um, They would come to a fund like Springdale in order to invest in that. And the returns can be amazing. Uh, I know you can't say that, but let's face it. That's why people are in venture capital. Uh, It can have immense returns, more than the average stock market or real estate or bonds that so many women, um, because they're risk adverse, tend to lean toward or they tend to give to nonprofits. But women need to start thinking about giving to for-profit women endeavors, because that's really what's going to change this underfunding factor, right? Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So how do people uh, reach you? Uh, What is the website? What is the social? Absolutely. No, thank you. Uh, We're springdaleventures.com. And you can find us both on LinkedIn and I'm on Twitter, Genevieve GG. Um, So yeah, I would love to love to hear from your audience and answer any questions about venture and see how we can get folks involved. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, if they're doing a million dollars or more and they have a consumer product, they could certainly apply to get funding from Springdale. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you have an amazing product and you really need to take that your business to that next level, you know, reach out to Genevieve and see if, uh, you know, that might be an opportunity for you. Um, Everybody also, of course, can follow us on Instagram, which is Catherine Gray at Invest in Her. And uh, also uh, She Angel Investors is, of course, on all the social media. And like Genevieve, I'm on LinkedIn. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Genevieve, thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate having you on and really uh, appreciate your story. It's amazing. And I, I really thank you for sharing it to inspire other women. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And remember to check out the Wealthy Women's Summit put on by our podcast sponsor, The Bra Network. Here's a message from their founder, Carrie Murray. I know we've all been to hundreds of conferences, just hearing the word conference and you can picture the lanyard and the name tag and the taste of cold coffee. You wrap up, you post on Instagram, maybe you get a swag bag, you leave thinking, well, now that I'm empowered, what's next? How does this help my growth, both personally and professionally? Well, it's time to change things up. It's time to shake things out. Prosperity plus abundance. Flourish plus consciousness. That is the Wealthy Women Summit. Set for August 25th and 26th in the beautiful Long Beach Harbor, right next to the Queen Mary, docked is the Sir Winston Yacht, because nothing says a conference about wealth than a conference that takes place on a yacht. We are going to have panels and speakers and workshops on all the different decks, everything to help you cultivate a life that is more than just wealth meaning the money you have in the bank, but wealth in mind and body, wealth in leadership and growth, wealth in health, wealth in life. We want to provide you with a full experience of living a wealthy lifestyle. Now, I want you to head over to the wewosummit.com website. It's wewo, W-E-W-O, summit.com and use promo code invest to get 15% off your ticket to this very unique experience. See you this summer. Remember, if you're looking to launch a business or grow your business, check out our e-course, Six Ways to Fund Your Business, available at sheangelinvestors.com. 
theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.